welcome to the Wellbeing at Work podcast, where we help you optimize all aspects of well-being in the workplace. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Alejandra Hernandez. I am your host for today's podcast here at Wellbeing at Work, and we're continuing our podcast mini-series on the five components of well-being. And today we are talking about community well-being. This is the fifth installment, the final component of well-being, community well-being. We're going to talk about what community well-being is, what are some of the issues that are current right now with community well-being, and how do you as a leader support your employees in developing this community well-being? Because as a reminder, all of these are interdependent, meaning that one impacts the other. You may have someone that does enjoy their work and does enjoy you as a manager and does feel like they're properly financially incentivized and compensated. However, if they struggle with community well-being, then you may find that they start to get disengaged, that they start to struggle maybe in their work, the quality of their work might decrease. And so one of the big things, you know, before we really get into the meat of community well-being that I want to emphasize is I'm really glad that we're kind of moving away from the rhetoric that, oh, that's not work. That's like, Biz, that's not business. We don't talk about that here. We used to have a lot of boundaries and lines that we created around what was accept- acceptable to discuss at work, what was acceptable or what was something we needed to prioritize at work. Where before it was like, oh, you know, what you do outside of work has nothing to do here. Like, don't bring that here and same vice versa. When the truth is, we Work is a really big part of our lives. And if we're struggling at work, we're going to struggle at home. And if we're struggling financially at home, we're going to struggle at work. And if we're struggling with our mental health because we're feeling really lonely and our community well-being is suffering, then we're going to struggle at work. And so it really is not this strict boundary around, oh, that has nothing to do with me. I encourage you as a leader to really understand your employees, understand the people looking up to you, understand the people that seek your guidance so that you can support them appropriately because it's not a blanket of how you support one person is the way that it's going to support all people. And so understanding them is really helpful. And so as we talk about community well-being, it is of no surprise to anyone that community well-being is one of those things that I think we're talking more about because we all experienced a situation in which we were not allowed to integrate with our community because we were on lockdown, because we were afraid to really be with other people. And so we saw community well-being suffer in many ways as we've shifted so much throughout the pandemic and the years that have come afterwards. And so as we look at community well-being, there are two separate things that really, you know, come together to see how this part could be really struggling. We have technology, which in almost ironic ways, we have the most amount of accessibility to people all around the world, yet we can still feel very, very lonely. And it has to do in part because no matter what technology does not replace what in-person connection does in general, it just does not compare. It does help. It does support FaceTime, Zoom, all of these things work 
critical in our ability to stay connected with people. However, it doesn't replace. And so how do we really begin to cultivate community, but not in the sense of like what you're doing in the workplace? I'm going to go into that. But also, how do you see how your employees are doing in their community? With the age of technology, while it can seem like it's so easy to connect with just about anyone, there's also this truth that when we have so much at our fingertips, it can be overwhelming and it can almost feel like there's nothing, like where do I even go? Where do I even start? Where do I even find community? Um, If you have ever moved to another city and been an adult trying to make friends, you know what I'm talking about. It's like, where do I make friends? How do I do this outside of work, especially and things like that. So when we talk about technology and we talk about especially social media where it can feel like a very curated way of experiencing other people and the pandemic, which led to shutdowns, you're really seeing this, what I witness as almost like a bounce back that came stronger than ever of a deep desire to really connect with community. And I'm seeing it with like retreats. I'm seeing it with a men's group. I'm seeing it, you know, and just these different group settings where people are like, let's come together. Let's cultivate community in so many different aspects of the world. And I think it's really a testament to people going, no, we really need this and I want to create it and I want to be a part of it. And so what is community well-being? Community well-being is really focused on how we are feeling satisfied about that connection we have with our community in particular, local community, like where we are geographically and how connected we are to the people around us. This really focuses on how connected and engaged we are with our local community in the area in which we live. And this is really important because you may be in a company where it is maybe remote. Maybe you are not seeing your team members in person, and that's fine. That's becoming a much more normal thing, and we encourage that flexibility, availability to people. We think that it's important for people in all different aspects of their lives to be able to have an option to have remote work or some kind of flexibility available to them. We also know that in-person is very powerful. So we talk about this in different ways in order for you to find what works for you, the solution that is best suited for your workplace and you as a leader. When we talk about community in the local area, if you are remote, then it's understanding what is important to the people that report to you. What is important to you, you as a leader, what is important to you? What are the kind of community, the local community, the grassroots community issues that you feel passionate about, that you feel really connected to, that you feel is important to work on? And thinking about those things, because it is important. And if you're having remote employees who are struggling with their community well-being, you can see what is important to them and how they can begin to bring that into their lives wherever they are. Because wherever they are, there is a community there that they can become involved with. And when you have employees that are excelling, that are working on all five components of their well-being, you will see the way that they show up at work really transform and enhance. So performance is really, really key when it comes to us feeling good and feeling safe and feeling like we are okay contributes to how well we do at work. We've gone through the problems that we've seen Uh, technology, access to more things hasn't necessarily supported us in community well-being all the time. It can, it can be a tool, but in many ways it has 
still fostered people feeling lonely and feeling like they don't have a deep connection, a meaningful and deep connection with people. And then the second thing with the pandemic. And so when we look at what community well-being is, how does one feel engaged and connected to their local community? Here are some tips for you as a leader to be able to support yourself and the people that look up to you that are being managed by you in community well-being. First, understand what are the community causes, the community issues that they feel really passionate about. And just ask them like, you know, one, do you understand like where do they live and what are the things that are really important for them? And if it's not in their direct local community, like what is it? It could be something that they could be involved in. Again, a community online. That's completely possible as well. It's simply how do you connect them to understanding what those causes are? What are the things? For some people, it's recycling. It can be, you know, how do you prevent graffiti? How do you install more art in a place? How do you support with the people that are houseless in your local community? How can you, you do so many different ways. So understand what are the things that they find near and dear to their heart? What are the things that are near and dear to your heart? And how can you begin to find places in the local community or communities online to be able to be embedded and be a part of other people who also feel that way? Because there's a lot to say about the feelings of connection and that is a human need when you're around other people who are passionate about something that you are passionate about as well. You also, when you think about another tip for you as a leader is reward employees for their involvement in the community. So if you are in a remote setting and you know that there is someone who is doing some work, maybe they're volunteering and so forth in the local community, you know, reward them. Maybe there's a way that you could provide a PTO for that, for someone to be able to volunteer, or maybe the person who volunteers the most in, you know, a year, whatever it may be on their own time can get some kind of reward. You know, I'm just, you know, spitballing these as they come up in my brain, but there's so many ways to reward people with their involvement in the local community. And it really, there's something so special, like you may have felt this before where you do something good for someone else and it feels so dang good. You're just like, wow, that was, I'm so happy I did that. When people volunteer, like, I'm so happy that I did that. It feels good because it feels good to help people. It feels good to do good. And so you can reward your employees that do some kind of involvement within the community because you are then incentivizing that. And that, again, is only going to come back tenfold because you're going to you're going to have happy employees. You're going to have people who feel more engaged and who have more meaning in their lives and more purpose who feel like there's more purpose in their lives. And that is a huge driving force for us as human beings. And then the last piece is recognize them even amongst the team. So someone might be doing some work, like if you're doing your one-on-ones, for example, and someone's telling you like, oh, I'm doing this kind of work. I'm this involved in the local community. You can ask them like, I love that. I think it's so cool. Would it be fine if I shared that with other people? I think this would be so inspiring. And you can want to make sure that people feel comfortable sharing those aspects of their lives. So asking for the consent and then recognizing them so that they feel this is like a double here too, because not only do they feel like their community involvement is enhancing, their community well-being is enhancing, but also that impacts their career well-being because you as a manager are recognizing them, are really showcasing the value that you are placing in 
when someone does good work, like that's really valuable for you and therefore you incentivize that for other people. And it makes someone feel like I belong here. I'm valued here. I am heard here. I'm seen here. And so those are all things that enhance career well-being. So not only are you taking community well-being, but you're also enhancing career well-being. And again, that's because all of these are interdependent. None of these are on its own. If you are struggling in one, you can see how you may struggle in another one or it can show up in another one. So wrapping this up here, community well-being is not something that is outside of your role, I would argue, as a leader. I think as a leader, what you really want to focus on is how can I better, how can I support, how can I create the space so that my employees feel like they can consistently be better, do better, and contribute to the world in positive ways. And when you do that as a leader, you can begin to see the changes that happen in the workplace because they're not separate things. Community well-being is heavily focused on the local community, the people around you, that grassroots. However, I still promote online communities. Like I think that is a very great way for people to connect as well. So you can encourage that as well. If someone feels like maybe there's nothing in their local community, but there might be something online, they can connect in that way. So tips for you to recap, talk to your direct reports, talk, you know, have conversations with yourself, reflect with yourself. What are the most important community issues? Why are they important for you? And then encourage, find ways to encourage and reward the people around you and yourself to be involved in the community because sometimes these are things that we don't get around to because life is so busy. And when you do them, again, you're like, this is amazing. I wish I would do more of this. I could do more of this. And then recognize the involvement that any of your colleagues or any of your direct reports are doing, recognize that work if they are doing that work in community involvement so that they feel seen, heard, recognized, and valued for doing that work because it is important and it does impact the way we show up at work. All right. Thank you for joining me on this podcast mini series. We went through the five components of well-being. We talked about all of these five and how important they are and how interconnected they are. The five were career well-being, social well-being, financial well-being, physical well-being, and today we broke down community well-being. All of these are going to impact how you show up as a leader and how you show up for other people and how then in turn they have the capacity to show up. So I hope this was insightful for you. I hope you got nuggets. I hope you wrote down these questions so that you can bring them up and you can share them not only with yourself, but with other people so that real transformation can happen in the workplace. Because we believe that if real transformation can happen in the workplace, we can see that in the world, which is why we are on a mission to optimize the well-being of the world, one workplace at a time. Thank you for joining me, and I'll see you in the next episode. If you found this podcast valuable, we invite you to check out our free checklist, the five action items to optimize your workplace today. You can grab yours over at www.optiwellbeing.com. That's O-P-T-I wellbeing.com. Get yours now and we'll see you there.